0: You get to choose your experience with money. I know, with inflation and a lot of the doom and gloom, we're not even talking about the pandemic anymore because now there's monkeypox, at least state size. But I promise you, you still get to choose the experience you have with money. Let's talk about it. Welcome to Cheers to Your Prosperity, a show where I spill the tea, <laughs> I mean coffee, on what it takes to keep more of your hard earned money without sacrificing the things you love. We'll talk about how to use the principles of wealth, money mindset, spirituality, and more to enhance your financial skill set. I'm your host, Chiyama Njaku. I'm an 18 year accountant and a financial coach. There's something else I'd love for you to know I've experienced financial rock bottom and have climbed my way out of it. What that means to you is that I walk my talk and I look forward to sharing my experiences as well as observations from my work with clients to help you walk yours. Y'all, I believe we all have a right to prosper. With that said, enjoy the show and let's go. Hi, everyone. My name is Chiyama. Feel free to call me Chi or Chi Chi. it will feel like we're in, starting to get into community. And welcome or welcome back to cheers to your prosperity. A quick introduction about me. I'm an accountant and I'm a financial coach. I blend the two because my jam is in helping as many entrepreneurs and business owners and let's just say humans keep as much as their hard earned money without sacrificing the things that they love. So no sacrificing the coffees. No sacrificing your firstborn, no sacrificing yourself unnecessarily. I must, I must be clear, unnecessarily just to have money because I must make it clear that money is a resource that serves us and too many of us serve money. And that's where it becomes all about the money instead of what we really want, which is to live this beautiful life of ours the way we choose. So let's get into this. How do we get to choose our experience with money? Well, for starters, by being, becoming aware of resources. And one resource that I really want to share with you, it's, it's Solaces. They recently uh, came out with a money edition. I feel extremely honored to have been asked to contribute. Uh, so my words are in this magazine. And that's not exactly why I'm telling you to, to get this edition. I actually looked at last year's edition and it's just so beautifully done, y'all. But beyond the words are the, is the resource, the specific resource in it. Many of you do ask me for referrals for other tax professionals, more so tax, and the occasional financial advisor not to be confused with a financial coach, but advisor. A few of you have even asked for some legal referral when it comes to setting up your business or maybe changing your business structure. Like for example, um, there are a couple former clients, two former clients, that changed from being partnerships, being, um, filing as a partnership to going to an S corporation. And so that, requir- that required a lawyer. And so one thing that I think is just so beautiful about this magazine is it has all of these professionals that you all seek in one location. It's like one giant contacts list. And it's not just legal and accountants and financial advisors. You also have manifestors, money mindset coaches, business coaches that also weave in spirituality and business coaches that they do another side of business. So it's a very well-rounded magazine full of resources. There's something for everyone. And that's why I highly recommend that you get your copy of this magazine so that you can get connected to the professionals that can help you do what you love, which is grow your business and, and spread your message. So that's the primary reason why I recommend this magazine. Uh, second is that the articles are beautiful. Mine aside, it's beautiful. It's not just your typical dry, no disrespect to the other magazines, but typical dry six steps to, to make your six figures or seven steps to getting your, your first $100,000 month. Um, it's not that it, it's more it, they go deeper the author will relate why for example she had trouble with money sharing an experience of watching how her mother worked and came home late and how she had to really be self-sufficient so we go deep like that other articles will share food recipes to put you in the mindset for abundance to attract wealth and then there's anything in between so it's it, like, like I said, a very well-rounded uh, magazine edition from the perspective of the articles written and also one giant Rolodex of professionals. So if that sounds interesting to you and I highly recommend it, please uh, click the link in my show notes to get your edition. I also will have to mention this because there's always going to be that one that says, oh, you're mentioning this Chiyama because you get some kind of kickback. And I shouldn't have to say this, but I'm not, (laughs) I'm actually not, uh, largely because I really dislike PayPal. And to get that kickback, I have to share my PayPal. Uh, PayPal screwed me over a few moons ago. And I said, Nope, will not be participating in PayPal, but y'all have at it. So with that said, I am sharing this because I just think it's important to, to share really good resources. This one, I, I just hope you can, feel the passion in my voice, just great professionals in this magazine, just from the contacts alone. It's worth the $22 that you would spend to have professionals that really do understand your business, because that's a big deal. Understand your business and will take the time to connect to you and are passionate about working with small business owners and entrepreneurs. And even if you don't have a business, are still passionate about working with you. So Solace Magazine, uh, link is in the show notes. And now on to why I get to, why I say, and I get to say, you get to choose your experience with money. Speaking of choice, this thought, it's part of my article that I'm sharing, but more thoughts have come since. A bit of a fun fact, I grew up playing tennis. I, I love tennis and I've been watching the tennis tournaments and I used to play competitively as a child. So um, I first got inspired to write the article after watching the, uh, the French Open of 2022. And the one thing I noticed as I was watching the, the French Open was uh, besides the amazing gameplay And like the very energetic crowd. Oh, one day I will go to Roland Garros. It will happen. I couldn't help but notice that people, the sports commentators, just bringing up the age of the players, especially those players that were 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41 years of age, years old or 40 years of age. Yeah, that makes sense. I think I said it right. Especially Rafa Nadal and uh, Djokovic. Oh, at their age. I don't know if these guys will make it. I don't know they'll survive to the next round. I mean, this is a long game play. You know, they're not that young anymore. They're 37 or they're 36 or they're 38. They're 39. They're 41. Oh, I think this might be Federer's last hurrah. This might be it. They're old. 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 That's all I heard. They're old. It was not about wow, what an elevated gameplay. They've been in the game for so long; it's night and day compared to the younger younger guys. No, nope, it's they're old. 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 That's all I heard. And it reminded me of, I don't have Twitter. I'm not on the Twitter, but I was. I am on the Google. <laughs> so I was looking up something, and for some reason, um, there was a question. It, it does show a Twitter question. A question was, uh, is Henry Cavill too old to play Superman? And I thought, I have to see this because I personally thought his role in Man of Steel was beautiful. And unfortunately, DC just needs to get it together, the, the whole DC franchise. But I was very surprised at how many people said that he was old. And I was even more surprised to learn. That it was from the comments came from men and men that looked like Henry Cavill. Like according to their Twitter photo. And yeah, I clicked through because I was curious. I'm like, who is this guy? So I clicked, I looked and I saw like it seemed like you can't really tell how old a person is on their photo, but they came across as being about the same age range and the same fitness level. So I was like, this is interesting. And they said that he was too old. And so me, as a viewer, thought, okay, yeah, and and Henry Cavill is just a gorgeous man. So I thought, first starters, Superman, right? Superman is a man. And I think Henry Cavill is like 37, 38, or 39. He's not 40. Personally, Superman is a man. I hope that's not contributing to the toxic messages about men, but I, I'm Superman is a man, like an, uh, an adult. <laughs> so no, he's not too old. That's my opinion. If I wanted a super boy, then I, if the question is, is Henry Cavill too old to be super boy, then the answer is yes. But is he too old to play Superman? I personally don't think so. So, but it's so interesting I bring that up about the age because beyond tennis, beyond that question about Henry Cavill's age, come the thoughts of people my age. And I know I've mentioned quite a few times that and I'm 42 now and of course I go to the doctor and they bring up my age like it's a negative. Oh, because of your age, you can't. I I never hear because of my age, I can, or wow, you look great for your age. I hear what I cannot do. And from my colleagues, because they they just turned 30, they think their life is over. And I'm like, uh, no. (laughs) But that's the experience, right? Now the programming to think that at a certain age, you are too old. You need to hang it up. And that's that subconscious programming that, that, that happens because it's put out there and repeated and we hear it over and over and over and over again. So you might be thinking, well, Chiama, what does this have to do with money? Aha. If you don't catch it, let me tell you another thing that I saw with the French open, besides the, the amazing gameplay and what I heard. Also, we'll talk about caring because it's, it was audible, besides ageism or the commercials. And I've since watched other tennis tournaments. I've watched Wimbledon. I've actually waitlisted myself uh, for the 2023 Wimbledon to get tickets. So I would love to share my stories about my time there. I'm coming, Wimbledon. I've also watched the National Bank open and that they had the tournaments the men played in montreal and canada and the women played in toronto and then more recently i watched the cincinnati masters and that's in cincinnati ohio and so the commercials were pretty much the theme was the same and so i looked at it as there's the others the other commercials and then those about money and so I'm going to share my observations because when I saw this theme, what's put out there, it was very difficult to unsee. Let's start with insurance. You can think of insurance commercials being funny, hilarious, ridiculous, like, all right, what does this have to do with insurance? But you're entertained, which I find it very interesting because I spent six out of my 13 years uh, working for insurance companies. Uh, Specifically, I was in reinsurance. So that's the insurance side of like insuring insurance companies. And I got to tell you, there's nothing funny about working in an insurance company. There's nothing entertaining. (laughs) There's nothing interesting. There's nothing brightly colored. It's quite the opposite. It is the stereotype type is correct. It's boring. It's not. It's not a sexy job. It's not interesting. I envied my colleagues that had the ping pong tables in their break room and sparkling water in their kitchens and and like a cappuccino maker. No, we didn't have that. AIG didn't have it. Um, Endurance didn't have it. Houston International Insurance Group didn't have it. I'm missing one. Oh, W. B. Berkeley didn't have it. Those are the four companies I worked for. Um, yeah, the carpet was ancient I don't think it was changed since the 60s the same coffee stains, the cubicle life the neon lights it was not pretty that was my life for six years so when I see these insurance companies I'm like well why couldn't some of that money have come to just making the experience of working inside of the company inside of the building a little bit nicer but I digress back to the insurance companies one stuck out recently it's by Humana it was not funny but it was like Hey, this this insurance company even will deliver frozen healthy meals to me. And I'm like sign me up. I want someone to deliver frozen healthy meals like by insurance to keep me to keep me healthy and good. And the theme was the insurance company doesn't treat you like everybody else. I thought that was a beautiful message. There was an auto insurance commercial where the the main character I think her name is Flo is being pursued by John Hamm. If you ever watched the the series Mad Men, John Hamm was one of the main characters. He's gone on to play other, like he's in other really great movies as well. But John Hamm is handsome. I would like to watch a commercial or help buy something and be pursued by a ridiculously good looking man. I feel like I'm talking about good looking men in this episode, but roll with me here. <laughs> And then some of the other auto commercial, some of the other insurance commercials were just, as I mentioned, just idiotic and funny. So they made you laugh. Then there were the the car commercials or the automobile commercials. To me, regardless of which brand was being shown commercial wise, they were all about adventure. They all had a cool factor. And yeah, they put you in the zone of like just wanting to travel, going for an epic adventure. So that's what I saw from the auto, automobile commercials. And then I have to mention this one, y'all. There was one commercial about an adult diaper called Depends. S- speaking of my doctors telling me that I'm old, I don't wanna even want to entertain the possibility that I could wear an adult diaper at some point in my life I don't so when I see this the pens commercial I'm like oh gosh there's nothing nothing thrilling exciting about the pens but this commercial is beautiful because it, it associated the words like confidence confidence with the pens you can be confident in knowing that you won't have any accidents that those accents won't shown through So this commercial showed a woman, an attractive woman, um, that happened to look like she was in my age range, (laughs) wearing Depends. (laughs) But over her Depends was this form, this figure-hugging, yet flowy maroon dress. So they're also showing that you won't show or see your undergarments, your Depends underneath your form figure tight clothes no one will know so that's that was a beautiful concept and so she saunters into this outdoor restaurant with her flowy yet form-hugging dress to go on a date with a very attractive man there goes that theme again and they're having a good time and, and the voiceovers talking about confidence poise you are confident right the word confidence was said many times the end of the commercial Confidence is repeated and she and her handsome date are walking away from the table out, I guess somewhere arm in arm and she's confident. That's such a nice association. Let me talk about money now. (sighs) I have to take a deep breath. Okay. There were three that I saw most often during the tennis tournaments, the that, that gameplay I was watching. So the first, in no particular order, actually, was um, Fisher Investments. I saw that one played a, a lot, followed by Charles Schwab. And then the third is by QuickBooks. Starting with Fisher Investments, and I'm going to read this directly from the article. The Fisher Investments money manager was talking to the and I quote other money managers stating that her company is clearly different at Fisher they avoid high commission investments do not earn Commission on trades and also do not sneak in hidden fees unlike the other money managers this woman said in closing we do better when clients do better I had a quick aside here Each money manager in that commercial fulfilled the finance professional stereotype by wearing a dark blue or dark gray suit, because I guess that's the only way finance professions can dress, right? No color, no pizzazz, just dark gray and dark blue suits. So my takeaway with this commercial, work with a money manager from Fisher Investments to avoid getting scammed by the other money managers. Working with other money managers or really any finance, finance professional, such as a bookkeeper, an accountant, um, financial coach, is risky. Now to describe Schwab. Just for starters, um, I felt overwhelmed. <laughs> and, and not to really showcase how much of a nerd I am, but I do watch the occasional Bloomberg TV with all the st- stock ticker tapes on the bottom, largely because I like to know what's going on overseas what's outside of the us it's it's fascinating to me actually to just hear what people are doing what life is like outside of my own that's why I watch and and it gives a very thoughtful perspective Bloomberg TV that is and Bloomberg is everywhere actually so I thought with the way I read the personal finance books, listen to the podcasts, watch Bloomberg TV and other types of CNBC, I also watch as well. I thought that I wouldn't feel that overwhelmed when it came to hearing uh, finance jargon. But this commercial, if it overwhelmed me, I can imagine not saying that you all can't handle it, but this is, I do this for a living. That's why I'm saying this. I, I can imagine how overwhelmed you would feel. So it was a younger woman and an older man who was a broker at a coffee shop and they were both getting their coffees and then they sat down at a table and just to set up, set this up behind the, the, the broker, the older gentleman was a guy reading a newspaper. So this, this young woman starts asking questions about her investments and that's where all that jargony language came in. And I was just like, what? But, um, she then asked this question, do I get to change and personalize my investment portfolio? And the, the broker guy, older guy said, I'm a broker, not a barista. So that actually made me laugh. And then that's when this woman who's now facing the guy with the newspaper and the broker is kind of like blocking the newspaper. She kind of shifted her head to the right or left and was like, oh, I wonder if Charles Schwab would allow me to personalize. I guess I'll go with them or some variation of that. The broker guy turned around, saw a big Charles Schwab on the newspaper that was behind him and then starts to block, use his body and head to block the newspaper so that the woman wouldn't see that it's Charles Schwab. So he's trying, to, he's trying to, to distract her from not going to someplace else. So this was my takeaway from that and the another commercial I described in the article and it's basically to me it came across while I chuckled at that Charles Schwab then even the last one it was still finances confusing it's overwhelming um, I might not get my questions answered and then I saw again the pitting of finance professionals against the other don't go with them work with us and that's not okay that's not okay with me and then there's a third with QuickBooks and I'll go ahead and read this one and I just go ahead and say it I actually enjoyed this commercial I thought it was the best out of all of them but there's a but so here here's the commercial it showed small business owners on the go a voiceover talked about managing money using the QuickBooks app because and I quote your time is better spent on other things So my takeaway with that commercial was that use the app so that you can have time to put towards the other things in your business. Otherwise you will spend and waste a lot of time managing money. So this was my big takeaway, like overall with watching the commercials and why I'm talking about like how we can be influenced by messages. See the other commercials, the others, non-money ones, they left you feeling good. They were entertaining. They made you laugh. They put you in a state of possibility, whether it's being pursued by, a, in this case, a handsome actor, or they told you, if you use our product, you will be confident. And they set the stage by having a, a, a beautiful outing where it's like, you don't have to worry about your, this embarrassing thing that's going on. Our adult diaper is not going to embarrass you. I appreciated watching those other commercials because like they were talking about solving a problem. The money commercials on the other hand, I think did a bit more to incite fear. Fear is not always a bad feeling when used properly, but the money commercials to me didn't really do well to solve your problem. Two out of the three mentioned, don't work with other finance professionals because they'll scam you. They'll take you out. of, your, They'll take money from you. Work with us instead. So that continues this line of distrust that's all too common with working with a finance professional. And I'm just going to say it. There's a lot of you that bash your accountants openly online. And my thing is, it's like these messages don't do well for helping one connect with a professional to help them with their money. I will also say this. um, If it's not the don't trust finance professionals, it was also the feelings of overwhelm. Then it's also the implication that managing money is a waste of time. Your time is best spent on other things. So I just really wanted to bring that forward just because like these words, these associations, they set the tone for how we relate to money. And it's no surprise that, for example, my clients, before they started working with me, 100% of my clients have said they've had a horrible experience with their bookkeeper. 100%. If it's not that, then it's that they don't have time to manage money, that they wish they had more time, but they don't have time. And then I've also been told multiple times that they feel overwhelmed when they're handling their finances. They find the process just crushing. And especially during tax time, some of them will just say, I don't want to deal with my tax person. You talk to them. And that's, that's a whole nother issue and a whole nother episode that I should probably bring up. But, um, there's a lot of just avoiding the finances. And that's the issue I have with these commercials. And like a lot of the statements from influential people that further the message that finance your money is something to be, handling it is something to be avoided. But at the same time, we're standing behind, between you and your, your 100K months. You know, you've, you know you all have seen that online quite a bit. The reason for my bringing up the commercials, even talking about the ageism, is to, just, just to recap, to raise awareness of how and why we might relate to things the way we do, especially money. And if you can see this in commercials, you can see this online, I would actually like to ask you maybe to challenge yourself right now. Are your thoughts and beliefs about money, are they truly yours? Or do you feel and find that you're expected to, f- to feel a certain way and think a certain way about money? Are you expected to handle your money a certain way because someone else or something outside of you is saying, this is the way you should be. This is, this is how you handle your finances. This is the only way. So I, I ask you all to just really step into inquiry and really maybe start challenging some of your thoughts and beliefs. Are they really yours? Or do they belong to someone else? Some more external messages that I'm sure we've all uh, heard when it comes to money in terms of just challenging this. How many of you have been told that it's wrong and rude to talk about money? I know I heard it in school before I actually spoke about money. So I was already being programmed to respond and relate a certain way to my money before I even knew what I was talking about. That's where these messages come from. I have yet to put on an episode on this, but Cinderella, Cruella DeVille, uh, Christmas Carol, they're teaching you all how to relate to money as well. These childhood stories, that they're, they're almost making it seem like it's not right to be wealthy because money somehow will make you into something. And I hope you know that you control money. That's what I'm saying. I would like for you all to be, you're in charge of your resource, not the resource being in charge of you. I know something else for me. I always heard share the wealth and it was really About, I think I took it to another level, but it's really like if you have, if if you're able, help out those, the less fortunate. But I took it to mean that if you have more money than the next person, then it's your responsibility to take care of everybody. And I'll never forget when I got my first uh, designer handbag. I bought it for myself. My, my 31st birthday, I, I marched into the Louis Vuitton story on 5th on Avenue in New York City. That's where I used to live. I lived in quite a few places. And I had this handbag. It doesn't have the monogram LV all over the place. I don't like those, actually. So it was something that's more subtle. But I guess people know Louis. They know when they know. So the friends that I used to hang around, I don't hang around them anymore. They, I found them leaving me with a check. Whenever we took cab rides together, I was suddenly responsible for paying for their cab fare. Basically, it was like I was responsible for their welfare. And I found it quite interesting and insulting because these people had designer labels all over their bodies. And I never once made them responsible for my life. But the minute I get one thing, and I didn't show it off to them, I really could have, but it was it was for me. That was not for them, it was for me. Suddenly, oh, you and that bag, oh well, I guess you're doing well. That's all they could talk about. They don't know what's going on in my life. All they could talk about was that. And so I caught on to even then, like how money does control us, and how even though we we, we have we're, we're so focused on other people so I would like for us to come back to ourselves and now state, start taking ownership of of what we believe about money I'm gonna keep it focused on money even though this can bridge to other things we get to choose our experience so again are your beliefs about money are they yours or do they belong to someone else? And really think about this. I'm a dreamer. I I, I still have an active imagination. And I always think about what commercial I would like to see, especially with money. Of course, I thought about it. And if I had the budget and the desire Okay. Or or if I was allowed to be on their creative team, I would actually, this is the kind of commercial I would say we shoot for money. It's QuickBooks. So I'm going to fuse a commercial that I didn't describe yet. Um, I'm going to describe right now. And it was for uh, an automobile called Kia. And we can just strip out the name, but the, the commercial went as such. This is my QuickBooks commercial, by the way. So visualize, just get, let's get into feeling. I want to take us all to a beach. It's the evening. The sun is setting. So beautiful orange and yellow tones on the horizon. As you're facing facing the ocean. And on this sand. There's no one else there but you. It's low tide and the water is calm. So there's gentle waves. Now you're on the driver's side of your vehicle. You come out of the driver's side. The car, yes, your car is on the beach. You come out of the driver's side. You go to the back. It's a sport utility vehicle, I might add. You open the trunk. You remove this comb attachment. It's like a comb, like a big curved comb. Ladies, if you, or or anyone, if you use a hair clip, I shouldn't just say ladies, sorry about that. But if you have a hair clip, a curved one, or if you cup your hands, that's what the comb look like, like cup your hands, right? And the width of this comb thing is, is, is as wide as your sports utility vehicle. So go ahead, you'll attach that comb to the back, to the tow hitch part of your sports utility vehicle. Close the trunk, let's get in the driver's side, close the door, turn on your car. All right, drive towards the water. You're gonna to get to, to the water's edge. Yes, it's low tide. And you're going to be swinging, driving into the water just a little bit. So you see the water splashing up and out in and out And what you're doing. You're collecting the trash that has been dropped on the beach. So collecting the plastic bottles, plastic bags, the paper cups, the aluminum cans, anything else in between you're picking it. That's what the comb attachment is doing It's gathering while you're driving and you're whipping in and out of the ocean. And then after you go for a little bit, you turn around and you come back the way you came because you want anything that you missed, you're picking it up using that comb attachment. So you're combing the beach. And then you you stop where you started. Turn off the car. Once again, you come out of the driver's side. Well, make sure the driver's side is facing the ocean. So if you come out of the driver's side and you detach that comb attachment. You open the trunk and you remove like a cloth bag, a big cloth bag, because you picked up a lot of trash and you put the trash in that cloth bag. So you're because you're going to dispose of it properly. And then the cloth bag, leave it on the side because you need to put the to the, the comb attachment inside of the trunk first. Then you put the cloth bag behind the cloth, the comb attachment. Go ahead and close the trunk come back to the driver's side and you sit down, you're facing the ocean. Remember this, the sun is just about to set. But first you remember, I need to check on my money. So you bring out your phone, you tap on the QuickBooks app. It says, welcome. You have 10 transactions. So, You see your balance. You're like, okay, everything looks good. You categorize those 10 transactions. Okay. You're putting in, okay. That's advertising. Okay. Um, okay. Interest rate. Okay. Transfer money. All right. And then you click done. There's a giant check mark with a circle around it saying done. You get out of the app. You put your phone away. Just, As the sun is about to set, you see something beautiful happen. Adult turtles are coming onto the ocean, onto the beach, sorry, that you had just cleaned to confidently lay their eggs. The end. Why I would like to see a commercial like that, it showed that you can handle your finances and still do the things that you love in this case in that commercial they were showing how this person wanted to do his part as a hymn to keep the oceans clean and and safe for our marine animals and so after he did that that's what they were showing off with the car you should buy a kia so that you can save the environment in this case I i said forget the kia it's more of like you can save the environment and still handle your finances. That handling your finances will not stop you from saving the environment. To me, I'd like to see that kind of commercial. I mean, it's, 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 it eradicates the message of not having enough time to handle your money because they showed someone that had time. It eradicated the overwhelm because it showed the features of the app. In my mind I saw that it solved a lot of problems to me it just it also showed how simple it is to track your finances while still out doing the things that you love that's a commercial that I would love to see that's a commercial that left me feeling good that's the kind of message that needs to be relayed that it's easy so more questions with that said What experience would you like to have with your money? Are you someone that loves to save the environment? Or perhaps you want to go out and play with your kids? Or you love traveling? Your money is to help you do that. It's not supposed to interfere with the things that you want to do. Remember, money is a resource. That's why you manage your money. Because it's to help you do more of the things that you do, not stop you from doing it. So I'd like for us to really just drink that in. Like really internalize that. I know for me on my journey with with my money as even as an accountant, I I didn't get that. You know, I had to really learn that. Wait a minute. I'm supposed to be doing more of the things that I want to do. It's supposed to enhance me as a person, not take away. So think about the things that you feel like you're not able to do because of money. And then now it's time to flip that. Money needs to help you do the things that you want to do. Now, I want to leave you all with two powerful yet simple tips on how to improve your experience with money. And it might seem with these tips, like it might seem like, um, gee, what does this, how does this help me? I I need to do more than this. And I want to say, trust me, this is part of setting the tone. This, these are, these are like things that you overlook. So we want to have time, right? The common thread is I don't have time to manage my money or it's too complicated and too overwhelming. I invite you to look at the spaces where you handle your finances right now. Take a look at them. How complicated are they? (laughs) Let me be more specific for starters. um, And I'm assuming you have a space if you have a space is it cluttered is it easy to get to or is it actually inviting is it actually a space that you want to be in so chances are if you're like my clients and a lot of the people I've served over the years as in like more than 18 years your place is pretty gnarly so this is a perfect time to reset this Make it easy so you're not spending a lot of time just trying to get to managing your money because you've created, you probably created barriers given some of your experiences. Clear the papers from your desk. If there's coffee stains, tea stains, wine stains, crumbs, clean it. Let's make this a nice, clean, inviting space. Organize the papers. If you don't have a chair, get one um personalize the, exp- the space you know add some photos if there aren't already or add plants um open a window uh if you like to if you like air freshener air freshener like make, freshen up the room so make this yours if you don't have a a space a designated area then think about creating one And you don't have to have that space maybe it's not a physical space maybe it's what your space is at that time when you sit down what do you need do you need your favorite blanket do you need the music to be on do you always need the lights on is there something in the background I think that's music I'm saying the same thing but is there something else you need on do you need to eat something this is how you personalize the experience and make it yours Make it inviting. Therefore, it's not time consuming. It's easy and approachable. And that's part of the actually getting to handling your finances. You're not avoiding the experience because you're making it nice. Like Dorinda Medley, a former New York City housewife. Make it nice, <laughs> right? It's creating some ease. So you're, you're approaching your money with that sense of joy, and ease, and flow. Therefore, you're less likely to say, I don't have time, because you've removed the physical blocks and barriers that's keeping you between, that's standing between you and the task at hand. Now you know what you need to do. If it's something as simple as putting an app on a phone so you can easily handle your transactions, you do it. You know, if, if you're doing your bookkeeping by yourself, that is, you do it. And even if you're not, if you hired someone, but you need to check their work, get that app on your phone, take a seat, take a look, see what's going on. Create that sense of ease, that sense of communication between you and your money. Because you get to choose. If you're now, I'm, I'm someone that I like to do this at home. I like being comfortable but some of you might like to go out, go to a coffee shop, screw the whole cutting coffee stuff. If you like coffee, that, that whole cafe culture, go to your coffee shop, be out with people. You don't have to talk to anyone or there's the hotel lobbies. A lot of hotels they have, they make it so that you can actually work in their lobbies, go to your hip swanky hotel. If that's what you like to do and, and handle your finances, like make it something that you look forward to and that adds in the ease that you make time for it. You look forward to it. This is part of your routine. This is part of your life. Again, this is about creating the setting the tone for your money. How about something else? Maybe make it a meal. Make it, make your favorite meal. Hi everyone. Sorry to interrupt the episode, but at this point of the podcast, I realized that my uh the sound got a little muffled. So I just wanted to apologize for the sound quality and I hope it doesn't take away from your listening pleasure. With that said, back to the show. So maybe make it a theme like an event, you know, every Friday you you make popcorn and then you work with your finances. So it's a Friday popcorn and finances day or night or Saturday popcorn and finances. Maybe not even that. Maybe you are someone that you drink your wine or beer and it gives you the opportunity. It's like maybe you'll try different types of wine every Friday or Saturday or Wednesday night, whatever it is. And you do that while handling your finances. This is not to get drunk. This is to, to like it's it's connecting an interest or something fun to handling your finances. Or it's French fries and money. You treat yourself once a week, you pick your favorite day, you get your French fries and you handle handle your finances. Maybe it's not even that, maybe it's not even food related. Maybe it's clothing related. And you pick your favorite outfit and you're like, you know what, maybe it's a James Bond theme. And you theme yourself according to whatever era, James Bond movie, and then you handle your finances and it puts you in that zone. Or it's music, if you like rock music and it's like, pick your favorite band, right? Play it in the background, dress like them, whatever the band band person is, and handle your finances. There's so many ideas here that I'm rattling off that I'm even like, wow, I should even do more of this. But the idea is, again, make it easy, make it fun, make it approachable, make it yours. This is your money, it's your experience. It doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be awful. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. And I think you get to choose. Enough with allowing other people to tell you, tell, say what you should have or how you should feel when it comes to your money. It's your turn to set the tone. So I ask you, how do you want to feel when it comes to your money? Make it yours. Before I sign off, I'm going to say two things. For the full article, my full article, please consider getting your copy of the money edition, see Money Edition. And I, that link is in the show notes. And also get it because it has a full, it's a full resource of money professionals of all varieties, not just the strategy, also of the mind, of the also of the spirit. So there is literally something for everybody. So consider getting the magazine for those at least two reasons. And also, finally, again, this is your money, y'all. Do it your way. Create the experience that you want to have. Thank you so much for for tuning in. Um, If you feel inclined, Share what experiences you have with your money, what you do. Um, I, you all have been hanging out with me on the DM. So let's keep going. So I appreciate all of you. I appreciate your thoughts. I know that money is not always easy because we weren't taught to make it easy, but we're going to change that right now. So keep on doing what you're doing. Y'all are doing great. I believe we all have a right to prosper. And with that said, cheers ever so much to your prosperity. I'll talk to you next time. Take care.